All right, what is up? Welcome back to the first episode of I'm not really sure what I'm going to call it actually, which is which is kind of the interesting part of it. I uh, so to give a bit of context, right? My name is Tyler Webb. This is my podcast, How They're Here, uh, and what we traditionally did in the past, and what I mean the past, I mean last season. So season one, right now, what you're listening to is season two. Season one, uh, go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts to find that. You can find it at How They're Here on Instagram, LinkedIn as well. We did. Uh, we interviewed a ton of great entrepreneurs, a ton of great creatives. Uh, I really tried to keep it local. I tried to keep it within the uh, the Twin Cities area because that's where I'm located. That's where I go to school right now. Also from Green Bay, Wisconsin. So there's sort of a Midwest theme uh, to the guests that we were interviewing. But really, I mean, there was no um, there's no clear direction. When I look back at it, it was very directionless in terms of the types of people we were interviewing. It was really a whoever I could get my hands on and whoever would say yes to an interview was who I'd interview, which is great. And like I said, we interviewed some fantastic people. Uh, but it was sort of interesting from the standpoint of, man, when you look back at it retrospectively, there just weren't, uh, there, somebody could look at it from the outside and listen to the first episode and listen to one and be like, okay, like I, I kind of get the, the vibe of what's going on here, but I don't super know what the theme is or, or what the whole ethos of this is. So when we last left off, uh, and if you haven't already, I would recommend you go back and listen to what was the most recent full episode I, I released. I think it was like a, I think the title is uh, season one finale, end of how they're here, something very uh, doomsdayical. And I really kind of walked through my thought process of what I wanted how they're here to be coming up. That was in May. So I was starting finals uh, for the second semester of my sophomore year. And it was really a transparent walkthrough of what I wanted how they're here to look like coming up. Uh, if there was going to be a how they're here coming up, uh, obviously, spoiler alert, there is because you're listening right now. And yeah, I, I, I really was trying to walk myself. That whole episode, as much as it was meant for to hopefully be helpful to somebody sort of walking through a similar creative thought process, it was really meant for me as a sort of therapeutic type session to really think about, okay, what did I want? how they're here to be, uh, what did I want it to look like coming up, what was the direction I wanted to take with it, because those were all really important things in my eyes uh, to be able to continue this at the level I wanted to continue it at, uh, and just really to be able to, su- to sustain the amount of consistency that I was, I was putting out with the podcast. So like I said, if you haven't already, I would go, recommend going back listening to that, kind of get my thought process then, uh, because a lot of this episode will be my thought process of how I see how they're here playing out uh, going forward. So I suppose I should preface this saying that this is just going to be me today. This is going to be a solo episode. No guest. Um, last week, if you hadn't listened already, I interviewed one of my favorite people of all time, Hunter Rodenslaven. I've said it so many times. A fantastic human being. I'm so excited I finally got to record with him. Uh, fantastic episode. I would recommend go listen to that. Uh, that provides a lot of value from the standpoint of he knows what he's doing. He He's got it going on. Uh, he's an entrepreneur that works in the sports social media space, uh, sort of creative production agency. He had 10,000 followers on Twitter when he was 12 years old, like crazy, crazy, incredible story. Uh, but that's not going to be today. So if you want to go get that value, I completely understand. You don't want to listen to me ramble on about uh, this podcast. Go listen to Hunter Rodenslaven and then come back next week when we have another guest to be named later. Uh, but this episode is going to be me sort of walking through, uh, maybe even closing the the chapter or starting a new chapter rather on the uh on the book of you know what is how they're here. So when we last left off, I, I was really struggling for direction, like I talked about. And now I think I've found it. And I think I've taken the summer uh, to really hone in on what this direction is. And I've, I've felt rejuvenated from the standpoint that I can now really make how they're here wherever I want. And that, not that that wasn't the case before, but I, I really have refound that joy in 
in starting something from scratch and having all the discretion to do uh, or to take whatever creative direction you want with a certain project. And that's what this is for me. That's what this project has always been for me. It's just been a creative outlet, something to satiate that uh, creative itch and something that really um, allows me to feel empowered, uh, allows me to feel creative and allows me to feel driven um, and something that I'm super passionate about because the reality is in our lives, we don't always get that sort of thing. You know, a lot of us sort of have to eventually get a job that has stability or a lot of us uh, feel like we have to go to school and maybe that sucks some creativity out of us. So I, I talked about it then, but these creative projects are so important, uh, I think, and it's something uh, like this podcast for me is uh, that can really just act as an outlet for a lot of the things that I'm super passionate about. So I'm so glad to have it and I'm so glad to be back with this, uh, with this project. And yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I should stop beating around the bush. So what you're listening to is a solo episode, just me talking. And whether you like it or whether you don't like it, my goal with with these sorts of episodes uh, is to sort of provide some transparency into the mind or the actions or the life or whatever it may be of somebody that's trying to find their way through the entrepreneurial and creative process. So whether you find value in that or not is up to you. And I won't be hurt either way. Uh, But I hope to really just provide some transparency uh, in, in a lot of the things that I'm doing, because I think that I am on a similar path to a lot of the people that I interview. And obviously the reason I interview them is because I believe they're farther along on that path than I am and that I and the rest of the people listening might have something to learn from their journey thus far. That's the whole impetus of of how they're here. But I think there might also be some value in hearing from somebody who is a little bit earlier on, uh, and that would be me. And so with these episodes, uh, to give you an even better overview, uh, I'll be releasing an interview style episode of how they're here every other Wednesday, just like we had in season one. So uh, last season, when you got an episode every other Wednesday, uh, that same format is going to hold true. But now on those in-between Wednesdays, uh, you'll get an episode like this. Uh, there's a possibility. And I know uh, the next one of these in-between episodes, I'll have my uh, my good friend Will Stone on. Uh, and he's sort of in a similar position as me with the same age. Uh even though Hunter Rodinson and I were the same age, he's a little bit farther ahead in, in his professional career. But Will Stone and I are, are, are sort of in the same spot in our, in our career, just kind of figuring out what we want to do. And we just had a very candid conversation like we do many times on the phone or, or over text or, or however it may be. Uh, and I think, like I said, I think those have a similar amount of value to the, to the ones where I just uh, talk or, or even closerly, more, more closely uh, relate to an interview, I, I suppose you could say. It was a horrible sentence. Um, I think the ones where I'm talking to my friends, I'm talking to myself, uh, still provide some value similarly to how the ones uh, with more accomplished entrepreneurs, more accomplished creatives provide value uh, from the standpoint that they've already done it. So that's what I'm trying to achieve with this. I'm trying to give you an insight into just some of the, uh, some, some of the things I'm going through, some of my thought processes. Like I said, that last episode of, of season one was very therapeutic for me. And I think I can take that same mindset and apply them to some of these in-between Wednesday episodes uh, where I can just walk you through what's, what's going on and, and, and maybe you resonate with some of the things that I say and maybe you're dealing with similar things and maybe we can deal with them together. And, and that's really all I hope to, uh, hope to achieve because I know I'm not somebody that deserves quite yet to, to get onto a soapbox of like, oh, this is how you should be doing things. This is how you should, you should be living your life, however it may be. Um, not that I think a lot of people have that power, but I, I think I just have to make sure I can frame the value that I'm providing in these solo episodes, the value that I'm providing on these episodes where I interview my friends or where I interview my contemporaries, or not even interview, but just have discussions with them um, as a different value proposition as, okay, this is just you getting an eavesdrop into a conversation that I might have on a regular basis. Uh, and maybe you resonate with it and maybe you pull some things. You're like, oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one going through 
that sort of thing. So that's really all I'm trying to do here. Um, I'm really just, and, and maybe it's narcissistic, maybe it's selfish, but whatever it may be, I want to get more content out. Um, I, this is something I found myself, again, really rejuvenated in, in, my, in my passion for. So I want to get more content out. Um, I, I want to just sort of extend uh, an olive branch of sorts to, to people that are in a similar position to me saying, okay, you're hearing all from all these very successful entrepreneurs and creatives in the Midwest, uh, but what about the people that are still going through it? Are, are there people like that out there? And of course, the answer is yes. And I, and I hope to provide some insight into those types of people, being myself, being my friends, my contemporaries, whatever it may be. So that is, that is sort of what we're going through. And, and that's sort of the value proposition of each episode, of course. And I, I think it's really important to note that there, there have been some differences and there have been some strides made since, um, since season one. And, and those, are, those are probably the main ones, the, the different episode structure, I would say. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, there, there will be some other changes. You'll see the Instagram is going to look a little different. Um, I have an exciting kind of fun new layout for that that I'm excited to, to showcase. And at the time of you listening to this episode, you, you, you might have already seen it. So make sure to go check it out at how they're here on Instagram. Uh, but I, I just hope to be getting more content out. I have this new camera that uh, if you're watching my Instagram clips, uh, you'll be able to see sort of the hopefully the increased value before I was just recording on my phone. And now I am uh, now I have a proper DSLR camera that, that I'm bringing to interviews that I'm bringing to these solo episodes um, that I think really kind of up the, the production value and, and hopefully add uh, some, some more value to, to you of those that are that are watching my clips online. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Because this podcast isn't a moneymaker, obviously. And it's something that a lot of people might look at from the outside and say, man, you, you're sort of wasting your time on something that doesn't give you a lot of value in return, right? We talked about burnout. I talked about it in the, in, in the last solo episode that I did, that burnout is when value received doesn't equal value perceived to be going into whatever you're doing. So, People could easily look at this and say, what value are you getting out of it? It seems like you're putting a ton of ton of value, resources, time, money, whatever it may be, into the podcast. What are you getting out of it? How are you not getting burnt out? Why do you keep doing this? It's, it's, it's stupid. It's frivolous. Some things that I've actually uh, indirectly or directly heard recently. And I, I, I am very candid with myself, at least, in, in what this podcast does for me. And it's, like I said earlier, it's a creative outlet. It's also a fantastic networking opportunity. I've met some people that I have really no business in being in rooms with. And I've been able to sit down and had really thorough and deep and meaningful conversations uh, with, with people, like I said, that I have no business probably talking to, uh, all because my value proposition is a little bit more unique than others. It's not asking for coffee. It's not asking for a phone call of 20 minutes. It's asking for uh, their time and sharing their story and, and really turning the value um, add back to them. You know, I'm hopefully giving them a platform or I'm hopefully giving them content in which they can use to farther their message and farther their goals. And I think it's just so funny how indirectly this podcast, one of the main benefits from it has been meeting all those different people. And then of course it gives me an outlet and it really gives me a, a, a canvas to show what I'm capable of. And, and now with this camera um, and with my, I've started to learn how to use Photoshop and, and Premiere, all this sort of stuff has now given me this sort of canvas, uh, a living and a working resume, if you will, of this is what I'm capable of doing. Because the fact of the matter is this is what I want to be doing. And I, I love creating so much and, and I love being creative and I love having authority uh, and, and discretion over everything I'm doing. 
And this podcast gives me a perfect template to do that and hopefully allows other people to see, you know, people that might want to pay me to create for them down the line or people that might want to pay me to create with them down the line. Uh, it allows them to see, okay, this kid's got chops. He's got skill. He knows what he's doing. He's not just a pie in the sky like, oh, look at all this stuff that I can think about doing because a lot of people, as we've talked about before with Brock Polgum, episode one of season one, uh, are entrepreneurs and, and say a lot of things that they could be doing a very pie-in-the-sky type thinking, which is great. It's important. But at the same time, there's got to be a point where rubber meets the road and that you go in on what you actually talk about doing and you 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 deliver. And I think that's what this podcast can also be for me from, from a reception of a value standpoint is networking and showing people that I'm networking with what I'm capable of doing and hopefully uh, being able to make a career out of this type of work. Of course, I'm not expecting... If it ended up happening, that's great. I'll keep putting the work in, uh, expecting to make a career out of this podcast specifically. But this podcast, I think, attests to a higher, um, it, it attests to a higher want or desire for me to be creating like this in some capacity full time. And that's all this is. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently. I have been um, actually producing uh, for the Back Pocket podcast guys. So I, I sort of got, I don't want to say roped into producing with them, but there were a couple times where they were short on our producing, like, Hey, can you come help produce? And all of a sudden I was there every single week producing uh, their shows for them, which has been a really fun experience. I've met some fantastic people. I love so much what they're doing. Uh, those guys have become two very good friends of mine, which I'm, I'm so ecstatic for because I always love meeting new people and I, I always love sharing uh, the journey because they're going through a very similar thing that, I, that I'm going through just with trying to find direction in, in their lives and in their careers. And I love sharing that that journey with with other people. So I think it's really fantastic that I have the opportunity to do that. And I'm super ec- ecstatic that I get to, to share all these experiences with them. And they've been very supportive of my own podcast. Um, so make sure to go check them out. I, uh, they, they let me ask some questions from time to time, which I think is a really kind of fantastic and, and uh, interesting plug for like this podcast. They, they let me bring it up from time to time, but they always give me the opportunity to ask a question. And so I always try to deliver with the, with the top notch questions. So make sure to go check those out. Listen to, uh, to probably the second half where my questions usually come in. I always try to, to take a different angle to it and, and hopefully, uh, provide some extra value to their guests. And then they have the, uh, the back end show where the three of us just kind of riff off each other. And, and those are always so fun. Cause I get to go in, sit down on a couch talk to two of my good friends for an hour, we get to record it and like a ton of people listen to it and enjoy it, which is so crazy to think about that people are care about the the stuff that we put out to them because literally it's just us talking in a in sort of a little trifecta in their studio. So it's so cool to see that people actually care about that kind of stuff and it's it's always just so much fun to do. So that is sort of the runabout way of of where this podcast is going. And, and I suppose I didn't even really explain the, the direction that I picked with it, although you might have been able to pick up through, on it through the questions I asked Hunter, um, through the through the teaser that I put out, uh, the, the trailer rather, uh, to the description of the podcast. I'm, I'm starting to hit heavier on the messaging that I want to portray and, and be more intentional with the messaging that I'm putting out. Uh, but to, to lay it or to, to state it plainly, it's I, I want to talk with entrepreneurs and creatives in the Midwest about their journey to getting to where they are in their careers and also the reasons for them doing business in the Midwest. That's kind of a two-pronged uh, approach or, or thought process of what how they're here means, how they're here in the sense of their career and how they're here in the sense of their physical location. Uh, but I think both, both are very important for the direction of the podcast because uh, I know the type of person I'm, I, I want to interview, the type of person I want to listen to it, uh, and geographically where those people are located. And I think that's going to allow me to niche down really specifically. I'm really excited to attack 
the Midwest as a whole. So obviously I was in Lincoln, Nebraska with Hunter. Uh, Minneapolis is sort of my backyard and it's a playground that I, I love being in and so many great people here that I, I'm excited to tap into. Green Bay, where I'm from. Uh, and then there are so many other great places within the Midwest that I think I can really attack. Um, and I can be really intentional with the types of people I'm going after to interview. I can be really intentional with the types of people I hope are going to be listening to this podcast. And with that direction and intention, I'm so excited to hopefully see this podcast grow in listenership, um, just in the, in the network and community of people that have been on the podcast. And, and I think it's really going to serve me well, again, from that networking standpoint. And I think it's going to serve the listeners well, something that just pops in for one episode and they can kind of understand, oh, I love this episode with this creative or this entrepreneur. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm located in the Midwest or I'm interested in the Midwest at the very least. Now there's a whole slew or a whole library of content that I can listen to. And, and I think that's really where, uh, where success is had in a lot of these creative ventures is picking a direction, not trying to be everything at once because when you're trying to be everything at once, you're nothing, right? The old, the old saying that if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. If you have too many audiences that you're trying to achieve or trying to reach like the entire country or the entire world of, of entrepreneurs, you probably don't have any audience. So I'm trying to be very specific with who I'm reaching, I'm trying to be very specific with my directionality. Hopefully you picked up on that through some of the messaging that I put out um, through my social posts or through um, just through the descriptions of the podcast or some of the audio that you've, that you've heard um, because that's, you know, that's intentional. That's what I'm trying to do. So I, I figured that if you cared and if you were this far along the podcast, you might be curious to know what I've been up to uh, over the past three or four months since, since we've last talked. I've been pretty quiet, obviously, on the How They're Here Instagram page. If you follow me on my personal, I've, I've still been alive and been around, of course. Uh, but the How They're Here Instagram page has been quiet. Um, I, I, as I'm sitting right now, it is, um, what is the date today? It's September 1st, actually, which is crazy. And uh, happy birthday to my great friend, Natalie Shallow. She is 21 today, which is very exciting. We had a, we had a great celebration of her birthday last night. And uh, as I'm sitting here, I've only posted, I think, one. I posted the trailer uh, for season two of How They're Here. And that's, that's been about it. So it's, it's been quiet and it's been, uh, it's been sort of a, a big lead up for me getting everything ready for season two. But again, that's been so much fun because I've kind of been rebirthed or rejuvenated from the standpoint of, oh, I have total discretion of what, how everything looks. And with my new found knowledge, while it's not extensive, of some of these fun creative programs like Photoshop and Premiere, I've really been able to untap a lot of cool um, different creative aspects of, of how they're here. And, and whether that plays out in the Instagram grid, um, on LinkedIn, wherever it may be, I'm really excited for, uh, for you guys to sort of ride along with me as I develop creatively and as I develop professionally. But other than that, I, I have been busy. I, I have been I have been doing things this past summer. So I was, uh, as many as you know, I, I don't know if I even mentioned it, but I had an internship uh, in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis this summer at a company called Thompson Reuters. Look them up. If you've heard of Reuters News, it's, it's the same uh, entity. And it was a great experience. It was really fantastic. I was a marketing intern for them, which is great because I'm, I'm studying marketing here at the University of Minnesota. And it was a, it was a really great experience, and and I, I posted this on LinkedIn, uh, Tyler M. Webb, it, on LinkedIn. If you haven't seen it, but I I, I described the the experience in in one word, and that's what I put on on the post. But when a lot of people ask me, okay, how how was your summer? How was how was your internship? I said validating a lot of the times. I, I explained it as a, a really validating experience, and the reason I say that is because uh, the internship program at Thomson Reuters is a top one hundred ranked internship program. And the reason for that is they do a really uh, thorough uh, and they, they take a really directive approach to developing talent. And they, they take a lot of pride in sort of that pipeline that they build through interns. And uh, they take a lot of pride in, in being really 
intentional about developing skill sets, whether it be on the job skill sets, because um, of course, you know, this is a huge company. So you, you get a lot of chance to throw bubbles with a lot of really great people and work on a lot of different projects. Uh, but then they also have a lot of different, uh, more, uh, more direct and again, really just more intentional uh, skill sessions where they where they're where they're helping us learn um, in, in more of a classroom style setting about all these different programs that we might not be privy to on a day to day basis. So for all these reasons and so many more, it's just the culture of the company, everything like that. Uh, it's, it's ranked as a top 100 internship program. And I, I really saw that show through and I was really fortunate to be able to uh, have had the opportunity to work there this summer. And I, I worked with a fantastic team. Um, I was given a lot of uh, really, I thought a unique amount of discretion to work on some some projects that I was interested in when I quite frankly when I came into the internship I was uh, in a in a in a just a position because when they hire interns they hired the, us all on as, as legal marketing interns at least with, within marketing interns there were 30 marketing interns 100 plus interns as a whole so the 30 marketing interns they hired us all on as legal marketing interns and then sort of divvied us up from there i would assume based on our, our resumes and based on what they thought they needed and everything like that so i was put in a position where i thought hmm, you know there might be some better fits out here for me but this is where they slotted me so this is where i'll be and uh while i wasn't ec ecstatic of course in every project because that's not how it's going to be uh, once i sort of leveled the water and once i sort of took inventory of what was going on and got to know my manager a little bit, I was really allowed to uh, play in the sandbox of, of doing the types of projects I, I wanted to do. And I, I was given a lot of uh, authority to sort of pick and choose uh, some of the spots I wanted to, to be in. And I thought that was really great and really unique um, for a big for a big corporation. Because I think you think of a lot of big corporations, I mean, 6,000 people worked at this location, and I think they employ 50,000 plus. So it's a, it's a big traditional sort of legacy type corporation. You don't think you always have a lot of that creative freedom within within those types of organizations. But that was not the case. I really enjoyed it. And back to the point of it being validating, you know, when I when I applied to when I applied to this internship, it was my resume was full of I think the top thing was Athlete Nation, which at the time I was I was working as a, a creative director for uh, Hunter Rodden was a CEO. And so we, we talked a little bit about that last week, but that was the top of my resume. So like a, a media based startup with a bunch of college students was the first thing. The second thing was a freelance social media job that I got throughout there for football. And the third thing was my internship from the previous summer. So a little bit more, a little bit more traditional quote unquote, uh, from the standpoint of, of employers. But even that internship I got because I live for football was the top of my resume. So all of those things included, I felt a little underqualified going in, to say the least, just regarding everybody else was was older. So I was actually the youngest intern, uh, youngest marketing intern, rather, that they hired. So I was, I'm going to be a junior and everybody else is going to be a senior or had already graduated. So from that standpoint, I felt behind because all of those people already had an extra summer to do things that I didn't have. Um, but nonetheless, I obviously got hired and it was just a validating experience to see that I could make it and cut it in sort of this corporate nine to five world that always seems to be strict and very traditional from the outside. Uh, but it was nice to see that a lot of my untraditional, again, quote unquote, untraditional experiences translated, uh, not only to just getting the job, but I thought I excelled and I was told by a lot of people, quite frankly, that I excelled in the internship. And that was really, really nice to hear. So that's why I say it was validating just from the standpoint of I was doing things that 
people that were older than me were, you know, were maybe not even cut out to do. And, and I was really excited to have had that experience at a top 100 internship program when my resume was chocked full of things that weren't as traditional as some other people's internship or resumes rather might have had. So that was a really nice thing to to know that, man, some of these experiences like this podcast, like doing social media work, like freelancing, all that stuff matters and to not sell yourself short. And that was one big thing that I learned and, and that you can be validated by the uniqueness of your experiences. And it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be the, the same run of the mill resume that everybody has in order for you to feel like you can be cut out or you can be, uh, you can be fit for a certain position. So that was really awesome. I've also been working on a ton of other projects this summer. So being up in the, uh, being up in the city this summer, away from my family, away from some of my high school friends, a lot of my college friends went home for the summer. There were times where I felt like I had very little human contact from day to day. Um, it was kind of an, an interestingly isolating experience uh, from the standpoint that I'd go to work, I'd, I'd mingle with my work friends, obviously, but then I'd come home and not all my roommates would be there. Not all my college friends were up here. So I didn't have a ton of people to hang out with all the time. Luckily enough, I was, you know, I was able to produce with Andrew and Deck. So they, they filled some of my time, which was nice. But I was able to work on a bunch of other projects, which was, which was super fun. Um, some freelance projects, um, some continuing clients that, I ha- that I've had for, for a couple of years now. Um, some, some just new different side projects, new opportunities. I really try to take, take advantage of, of being up here because there's some really great uh, movers and shakers, as the stationary astronaut likes to call them, um, up here. I really just try to meet as many people as possible and, and just get my name out for as many people as possible, so that if there's if there's a situation down the road where somebody needs somebody with a with a camera or somebody needs somebody to produce a podcast, like I'm doing with Back Pocket, um, there they my name is in those circles. So so that was really important with me. Um, none of these projects are super interesting. Some of them didn't even come to fruition. You know, just producing content for some people. Um, doing the, some of the same old social media management work I've been doing, um, all that kind of stuff is was really just conti- a continuation of some of the stuff I was doing in the spring, um, and I was able to meet some more people and do it for more people uh, here in the fall, or here in the here in the summer rather. A cool thing that I was able to pick up uh, this this summer was this social media account that I started running called Five Star Football Five at Five Star F Ball on Instagram. Go follow it, please, if you're a football fan. Uh, it is in the entirely the same vein as I live for football and the, the way I describe it, I mean, I just got bit by that bug when I was in high school that, uh, that I live for football bug. If you don't know the story of I live for football, go back and listen to the episode with Frank Kugel. I think it was episode like seven in, in season one. He was uh, the CEO and founder. And actually, if you enjoy the Hunter Roddenslaben episode, a lot of the same themes kind of carry through. And, and those are two of, those are two of my favorite people of all time. Frank and Frank and Hunter are both cut from the same cloth. Uh, in, in a lot of different ways. And man, in high school, when I was uh, cur- helping curate content for I Live for Football and, and, and doing sponsorship stuff, I, I just got bit by that bug of putting out content and seeing the numbers rack up and, and being, again, completely in control of all the creative direction. And so this summer, I was, uh, like I said, a little bored. It was a little isolating uh, to be here this summer in, in the city. So I was looking just for another fun project to pick up where I could dictate all the terms because a lot of these other projects that I work with, uh, you know, with different clients and, and when there's another party involved, a lot of the times things don't work out or things don't line up and, and you're waiting on limbo a lot of the time. So it's always nice to really be able to, to have something that, um, that you're working on that that's uniquely yours and that, uh, that you have all the discretion over. So, uh, this was, this was that sort of project. So five star football on Instagram. Uh, like I said, same thing as I live for football, just a, a, a football content curation theme sort of page, uh, that I 
really am quite proud of, 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 of growing. And, and I, I knew I could do content and like curate content. Like that's not rocket science, like finding content on one part of the internet and just putting it on your page and coming up with a unique caption and obviously giving credit to the creators and everything like that. Um, but I knew I could do that to some extent, but I had only done it on Twitter and I already had a lot of momentum on that Twitter before I joined. Like it wasn't like I came on and started it from scratch. Like it was already started and it was already going and credit Frank for a lot of that great work with five star football. However, when I, when I picked up the account, it was, it was dormant and it was, it hadn't been used for months and it wasn't like the engagement on it was fantastic. And after looking into it more, it had been switched from like a lacrosse account to a basketball account to like an all sports, like highlight account. So like it was all over the place and the follower ship was like scattered and it was ridiculous. So when I got it, um, it's kind of a funny story of how I got it too, but I'll explain that in a sec. So when I got it, it was at like 24,000 followers and the engagement was poo poo. And I started posting consistently on it because that's really step one is, is posting every day. And I think I was posting three times a day during the weekday and then like six times a day on the, on the two weekend days. And um, started growing it or didn't really even started growing it. I think we were losing followers for about the first week and a half, two weeks. And uh, so, you know, posting content, I'm like, okay, this kind of sucks. Like, I'm just kind of getting back into things. Like, you kind of get a feel for what content's good and what content's bad, but it's totally a feel thing. It's, it's not scientific whatsoever. So as I'm, as I'm posting content and seeing followers going down and engagement being really sucky, um, I, I get a little upset at that because I'm, I'm posting content consistently. I'm like, okay, why are all these other 14-year-olds doing so well? When I try to do it, it's just flopping. And... Um, so I ended up partnering with, um, this company called Phenom Elite, a football glove manufacturing company. And we did a giveaway of, of a pair of their gloves and that, uh, that post, it didn't get a ton of likes. Um, but part of the, part of the post was commenting or tagging your friend or something like that. I think we got like 500, 600 comments and which is, which is really good for our post. All of course with people tagging their friends and stuff, which, which brought new eyeballs to the account. And that was sort of the, the turning point of the account going from losing followers to then we started gaining followers every day. And it was probably a, like a 15 follower every single day growth. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden we, we kept posting content and we, we kept compounding on these eyeballs and it was up to 50 followers a day, a hundred followers a day. Um, there was a week where we were, uh, you know, we were getting like 200 followers a day. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. That's so cool, uh, which was a lot. And then we kind of regressed back to the median of like 100 followers a day. And then there was this week where we were get, we gained like, I think over the course of three days, we gained like 6,000 followers or something like that. And that's really when it when it blew up. So it went from kind of being a steady like 100 followers a day, which which ended up, I think if I remember correctly, Social Blade is, is a really great place to check out these statistics. Um, it's not always great for Instagram, but a lot of people use it for YouTube, obviously, is probably where you've seen it. Uh, but for Instagram, it, it doesn't always update, which is annoying. But when it does update, you can see how many, follow, how many followers you've gained every day, um, and, they, and they kind of depict it in a nice chart. Uh, and they, they give a, they give a, a monthly average. So they give a daily average and a monthly average. So I think when we were getting hundred followers a day, that monthly averaged out to like 3000 followers a month, which is really good. It was really impressive going from losing followers to gaining like 3000 followers a month. And then we had a day where we gained, or those three days where we gained like 6,000 followers. And then all of a sudden we were up to gaining like 400, 500 followers a day. And now I think if you look at it right now, um, I haven't looked at it in a, in a couple of days, but it's about 16,000 followers monthly average, which of course fluctuates depending on how many we get per day, but really, really good. So that one, that, that one like week stretch, we went from like 40,000, all of a sudden we had like 46,000. 
Um, and, and we've really been getting from there. So we're on the road to 50,000, really exciting. Um, and that was just kind of, that's just kind of a fun side project that I'm doing. So the, so the way I actually got the account was funny. So I was DMing a bunch of these accounts and of course they're all run by like 14 year olds and 15 year olds and whatever. And so there's a lot of just really skeezy behavior happening. I actually, I forget about this, but there's this account that had pretty good engagement because, because the way, when you're looking to like buy an Instagram account, you should first look at how much you're looking to spend. So I was really not looking to, <laughs> like I was looking to not spend any money, but if I had to, I was looking to spend like less than $50. So you, so usually when you want to spend less than $50, you're not going to get very big accounts. So you kind of want to get accounts that have a good mix of like small followerships and then um, like high engagement. So this account had maybe 3,000, 4,000. It might've even had 10,000 followers. Like it had, it had definitely less than 15,000 followers. And, but it had really good engagement. It was getting like 20,000 views on posts pretty regularly. And I'm like, okay, that's really pretty good. So you could tell that it was just a matter of like growing the account and putting the time into the account, which a person might not want to do. And, and that could be the reason for wanting to sell it. So it was just a matter of, of putting time into the account, but it already had really good momentum, which is important. So I was like, okay, this is the one I want to target. So I was, I'd, I'd, I was just DMing a bunch of accounts and a lot of them were not for sale. And a lot of them wanted like a couple hundred dollars for these pretty small accounts. I'm like, I'm not looking to pay that much money. But this account, the dude is like, I'll give it to you for $25. So I'm like, that is a steal. That was a classified steal. So we're, we're setting it up. We're like, all right, we're going to do it tonight. We're going to like exchange the login. I'll Venmo you the money, which at the time I realized you should not Venmo the money. You should do PayPal, um, PayPal like business, because then if he doesn't deliver, you can get your money back. So I Venmo the money to the account that he set up. And like he never apparently got the money. So I was like out $25, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a big deal, but he never got the money and I sent it. So it was like out of my account, but not into his account. And then he was like messaging with Venmo to try to like get the money into his account or get me the money back so that we could like resend it. Cause then I was like sending like one cent to make sure like it was the right account. He's like, Oh, I'm getting like these single cent uh, payments, but I, I'm not getting the $25 and maybe he got it. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But then he just ended up like ghosting me and he ended up blocking me on all these accounts and he ended up like selling the account to somebody for like $50 or something like that. So he basically he just got a better offer and he ghosted me and maybe he got 25 bucks, maybe he didn't. But nonetheless, I was at 25 bucks. I'm like, this sucks. So I'm like, I give up. Like, it's not that important to me to, to run one of these accounts. Like, it's just going to be fun, whatever. Then I get a DM back from this account that I had messaged a while ago and they hadn't been active for three months. So I'm like, this person might not even log in anymore. So it was just a, it was a shot in the dark and this was five stars. So they had about 25,000 followers at the time. The dude messaging back and was like 500 bucks. I'm like, dude, you haven't been active in so long. And I'm like, okay, he's at $500. There's no way he's going to get down to less than 50. Like he's just going to see that as an insult. And I'm like, well, why don't I propose this to you? Why don't I run the account for you you can still own the account. You can still have access to the account, everything like that. And I'll just run it. Cause I, I just, I just literally want something to run. I'm like, I'll figure it out later how I'm going to get it. And maybe I can like work, work off the amount that it would have taken. But I just, I just want to run the account. And I had, I had pitched that to a couple other accounts and they're like, I'm not sharing my login information with a rando. And I'm like, okay, I get that. That, that makes sense. Um, but this dude, we were messaging. He's like, yeah, I'm actually the CEO of Phenom Elite which if you remember was that company I ran the giveaway with. And the reason I ran the giveaway with them was because I was, I already had this relationship built from getting this account in the first place. So, uh, Nate Dorton, uh, CEO of Phenom Elite, which is this, uh, small, I don't know how small they are. They're, they're, they're doing well business-wise. It's a small team of, of people that run, uh, run the company, uh, a glove, com a football glove company. 
They have other apparel and stuff like that too, but football gloves are sort of their bread and butter. And uh, he was running this uh, five-star football account as sort of a satellite account for uh, for Phenom Elite's Instagram account. And Phenom Elite's Instagram account has like 53,000 followers, so they were doing pretty well. Uh, but they just wanted another avenue to promote their products in a way that wasn't directly linked to Phenom Elite, which is a good idea. And so he, um, he had this account and he was like, I proposed this to him. I'm like, hey, I'll run it for you. Um, you can kind of just get out of your hair. Or like, I guess you don't have to pay me or anything. We can talk about that later after I kind of prove that I can do this. And he's like, sure. So we had built this relationship and I was running this account and he was staying out of my hair. And I was like, basically, I basically own the account. I basically own the account and have any discretion to do whatever I want with it. And he just still has access to log into it basically. So I never bought it from him. Uh, I'm just running it. And yeah, we were able to do the giveaway. We were able to sort of pivot the account and the rest is obviously history and you can go on and hopefully we'll break 50,000 followers by the time you listen to this. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of the, uh, the fun story of how I started running a, a big Instagram account. And over the past summer, we've gained like 25,000 followers, which has been awesome. So that's been a lot of fun to sort of show that I can uh, still have those chops in me. I was, I was a little worried I lost my, uh, I lost my step uh, after I left football was done. But nonetheless... That was, that's been a fun project this summer. Sorry for the long story, but that's been a lot of fun this summer. I think there might be some cool things to come out of this, uh, this account. So I'm, I obviously don't want to run an Instagram football account for the rest of my life. So I want to try to pivot and leverage it to, to something that, that could be a little bit more sustainable, which I'm, I'm, I'm putting thought into right now. I'll let you guys know when I have more concrete ideas behind that, but I'm excited to just have that. And it's, a, it's just a great asset to have in my back pocket. So that's a lot of fun. Looking forward to the fall. I'm going to be a junior here at the University of Minnesota. I have some, honestly, classes that I'm excited about coming up. Uh, more marketing or just major specific classes. So um, I'm studying marketing and entrepreneurial management. So I, I have some of those classes, finishing up one of my, uh, a class for my Spanish minor. Uh, but just more topical classes that aren't gen eds necessarily, because you get those, of course, in college. When you come, you have to take some of the more basic classes that you're like, oh, I just want to get to the good stuff. So I finally get to get to the good stuff this semester, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to be doing this podcast, obviously. I'm going to still be working part-time at Thompson Reuters. They were they liked me so much, or they liked me enough at the very least to uh, want me to keep working in a part-time basis. So I don't have class on Fridays, so I'll be down at Thompson Reuters uh, during the day on Fridays, and I'll be working remote on Mondays for like half of a day. So it's great that they have that flexibility. I'm excited. It's going to be like the best part-time paying job I could ask for in college, better than flipping burgers. So I am excited to be there. I'll be able to keep developing my skills, keep working with a fantastic team. I'm, I'm, I'm so ecstatic. And I'll still be doing some freelance work in the fall as well. So I'll have a nice mix of, mix of incomes, which is going to be nice, a nice mix of uh, work uh, and creative outlets. And still, I'm just, I'm just very excited for the fall. I'll be very busy. Of course, I should have not probably committed myself to be to do to be doing so many episodes of how they're here in the fall but nonetheless we are doing it i'm excited to be doing it i'm excited to be here and i'm excited to to just keep uh just keep creating because I, I that's where i really find a lot of my passion and a lot of my my drive and a lot of what gets me up every single day and and this is a big part of that so i'm, I'm excited a bit to, to have that to look forward to on top of all these other really great things so man that is that's a lot about me um, and I'm sorry for, for going on for so long about it. Uh, like I said, if I, I gave you the warning at the beginning, if, if you weren't interested in hearing about me, don't listen to this episode. It's been now 40 minutes of me just rambling on about, about myself. So that is, uh, that's a lot. And I, I've talked about, I've talked about a lot of, a lot of things here, here today. And I, uh, I don't know if I'll get to all of it, but, but we'll see. But first 
I, uh, I want to read some ads. And you're like, Tyler, you have ads. What are you talking about? Who is sponsoring this podcast? Are they clinically insane? The answer would be uh, none of these companies know they're sponsoring me, which is might be the best way to get advertisements is to do it when companies don't even know they're sponsoring you. So what I'm doing is I'm taking advantage of all of these referral programs that different companies have, uh, which I, is probably the reason they have them in the first place. Is so people like me will basically use them as advertisements without them having to do any sort of work uh, to actually like make relationships with, with people like me. Not that they would want to anyway, but it's, it's free ad space for them. Uh, but the nice thing is with a lot of these programs, there's benefits for you and there's benefits for me. So if you out of the kindness of your heart want to help me out, that's obviously fantastic. And there's so many ways for you to do that, including leaving a five-star review uh, on iTunes. You can just follow the podcast, uh, and subscribe. Everybody always says that. You can follow me on Instagram. You can show me support on Instagram by liking, commenting on my posts. You can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm going to be working a lot on LinkedIn this fall. Uh, so you can be following me uh, and engaging with me there. I always love that. Sending me a nice DM is always so fantastic. A great way to support me and the show, of course. Showing it to one of your friends, being like, hey, I think you might enjoy this episode. This guy, Tyler, while he might be uh, sort of a, a narcissistic uh, rambler at times. He does actually talk to some really interesting people. And I think you might enjoy listening to his podcast. So just sharing the podcast with some of your friends. That's the best way that this podcast can grow and that I can keep feeling energized. Whoa. I just got really scared for a second because I thought somebody was walking in the door. I'm currently recording the Carlson building and it's a Sunday. It's like flipping out right now. I'm recording in the Carlson building. It's a Sunday. And, um, so that's why if, you, if you're watching one of these clips on Instagram, you'll see that I'm just sitting in front of like a whiteboard and it's so totally boring and it's, it's a snoozer and I'll probably be recording a lot of my episodes in here. I'll try my best not to, but it might just happen that way. In any case, um, yeah, so I, somebody I thought was walking in the door, which would have been awkward, but that would have been a live studio audience and I always love having a live studio audience. In any case, I'm going to be doing some ads from time to time. You, you heard one in the Hunter Rod and Slavin episode it's a great way for you to help out the podcast uh, in a way that also helps you, which I think is a great, a great one-two combo. So our first sponsor today is the Cash App. If you want a, five, uh, a free $5, rather, and you want to give me a free $5, then sign up for the Cash App. So all you have to do is go to the App Store, or rather, you cl click the link in my uh, podcast, in the show notes of the podcast, uh, and you, you click it, and you see, oh, I can download the Cash App in the App Store. You go download it. You use my referral code, and, and I have to clear this up. If you click the link in the, in the show notes, if that automatically applies the referral code, if I have to put the referral code, I think clicking the link will get you to the referral code and then you download the app and then use that referral code. Regardless, when you use that code, you get a free $5 on the Cash App, which is really fantastic. It's like Venmo, but it's just a different brand. So it's, it's $5, it's $5, it's $5, which is great. And then I get $5 when you use that. So to the point about this being a mutually beneficial thing, you get five bucks, I get five bucks, that's happy. You click the notes in the you click the link in the show notes to, to redeem this, and I get happy when I get free, a, a free five dollars, and it helps me get just little trinkets and little things for the podcast. Helps me buy maybe dinner one night, which I always appreciate. So if you want a free five bucks, click the link in the in the show notes. Send me free, a free five dollars just by doing it, and everybody's happier, and I love that for all of us. The next sponsor we have is Amazon. Yes, Jeff Bezos called my phone and was like, hey, Tyler, I'd love to sponsor the podcast. And I was like, Jeff, you know what? It's going to cost you. And he's like, fine. And so what we agreed upon was uh, something called Amazon Affiliate. So something that nobody can take advantage of except for me. I'm, of course, kidding. So what I decided to do uh, was kind of a two-pronged approach here. So on kit.com, K-I-T.com, forward slash how they're here, 
you will see all the equipment I use to set up my podcast. I've gotten a couple questions from time to time. Tyler, how do you record your podcast? What equipment do you use? And I always tell them. I've I've sent out long messages and emails of like, this is the equipment I use. This is the stuff I suggest you use. The best advice I can ever give anybody is the difference between a $15 mic and a $60 mic is like the most important difference in podcasting. A $60 mic and a $300 mic, there is a difference to a very trained eye. And, and maybe you, you can hear it, of course, like if you put them side by side, you'd be able to hear it. But when you're listening to this podcast and when you're listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, you're like, oh, the quality is more or less the same in audio wise. Obviously, the quality of content here is far better. But nonetheless, the quality of, of audio is, is more or less the same. However, when you have a $15 microphone, the quality is doo-doo. And if you want to hear how doo-doo it is, go back and listen to like episode one of this podcast. And you'll be like, wow, that's a lot different than... And then the episode he's recording right now. But the episode he's recording right now is not so much different as the episode of somebody recording with a $300 microphone. So that's the best advice I can give. If you want more advice on what sort of equipment you can use, you can go to kitkit.com forward slash how they're here and see all the equipment I use. If you want to buy that equipment because you want to start your own podcast, podcasts are great. It's a great networking opportunity. It's a great way for you to build that creative muscle, for you to satiate that creative itch. If you want to do that, you can click those links. And you can go to Amazon and you can buy that equipment that I'm using. I love when I listen to people, I'm like, oh, or watch people. I'm like, I love the way that looks. I love the way that sounds. I wonder what equipment they use. And then you can just buy the equipment that they use to achieve the same results that they achieve because you know how it sounds. You don't have to waste your time going through all these reviews. I already did all that work for you. So you can just go and get my exact equipment and copy the equipment that I use and make a better podcast than me because that's what we all want here. So if you go to kit.com forward slash how they're here, click any of this stuff, it'll take you out to Amazon. If you buy that equipment from that link, I get a little kickback on on what you buy. And it's no extra cost to you. It just, you know, it lets you start a podcast, which we all want. I love, I would love to hear, if you start a podcast with the equipment that you bought from my kit page, send it to me and I'd love to promote it. I would love that so much. I'd love to have you on the podcast. I would love nothing more than to have you on my podcast and help you promote your podcast. And by buying and by buying equipment that you click on through my kit page, through no extra cost to you, you'll be helping support the podcast, which is so fantastic. Finally, we are sponsored by Weeble. Yes, that's right, Weeble. What is Weeble, you might ask? Well, it is Robin Hood's bigger brother, maybe step cousin, who knows? Weeble is a stock trading app. And this is the deal here. This is what we this is what we have going on with Weeble. You get a free stock valued at $2.50 all the way up to $250 just by opening an account. That's what Robinhood doesn't do. At Robinhood, if you want a free stock, because they always talk about getting a free stock, you have to actually put money in, which is stupid because nobody actually has money, okay? But with Weeble, you can just make money for free and then you can use that money and then you can buy more stocks because that's how it works. So if you want a free stock, go to we click the link in the notes, in the show notes, and go to get download Weeble. It's an app and get a free stock just by opening an account from $2.50 to $250. That's crazy. But Here's a kicker. You get another free stock valued between $8 and $1,000, $8 and $1,000 when you deposit your first $100. So you're like, hey, this app's pretty cool. I wanted to get into stock market or stock trading in the first place. I'm going to put $100 in this app. Whoa. When you do that, not only can you start buying stocks, but you get another free stock. So that means you get two free stocks. And then when you do that, I get a free stock, which is like everybody's winning. Like how can you not enjoy? Like that is capitalism at its absolute finest. So that's fantastic. Click the link in the show notes below to get that deal. Woo. Okay. Ads are done. Guys, I'm ads are done. I'm sorry. I hit, I hit you with them like 40. I was like, I might've been like an eight, eight, eight minute ad read, but that was exciting. You got to hear me read ads, which I think, you know, you might get old of, you might get sick of that, but 
for that first time, I think it was a, it was a great experience for all of us. So that, that's pretty fun. I've sort of become, become unhinged here a little bit. Okay, man alive. All right. So here's, here's the deal. I was going to do this whole influencer, LinkedIn specifically, influencer rant sort of a thing. I think I'm going to save that for next episode. We're just going to leave this episode as the pile of heaping garbage that it, that it was. And um, I, I don't mean that. I think it was a great episode. And I've enjoyed talking. I think I've learned. I think I'm going to get better at this. And I, I, I always hope to, to bring somebody in. But today I wanted to take the time to explain to you what I was doing with the podcast. So that's why I decided to go solo. Um, but I'll get better at it. No doubt about that. Um, but I, I'll just leave it as sort of this introductory to season two sort of episode. So I'll, I'll save my LinkedIn influencer rant for later. But I do want to close with a couple with a couple thoughts. Um, particularly pertaining to social media. So I am going to be really focusing heavily on LinkedIn and Instagram for the social media of this podcast. And a couple of reasons for that. First and foremost, uh, as I said, I think in the, in the trailer, it's where I think the, the young creative and entrepreneur does exist and quite frankly should exist online. Uh, Instagram, for very obvious reasons, of course, it, it of course is the largest social media platform, I think by daily usage, could be wrong, fact check me on that, but that sounds about right. We all use Instagram. It's a really great uh, creative platform and they've just really done great work with allowing creators like myself, uh, individuals to share a whole bevy of, uh, or a whole different smorgasbord rather of, of, of content type. So you can post, post long form now with IGTV, you can do sort of that intermediate form of content with up to a minute, you can do short snip, like live sort of snippets with stories, not even speaking of live where you can, where you can go live on Instagram, which is always really fantastic. So uh, Instagram is really great because it allows a lot of flexibility. So if you want to do long form, you can do long form. If you want to do intermediate stuff, you can do intermediate stuff. If you want to do super short or you want to go live, you can do that too. So it's kind of cornered that market where it's like, you almost don't need any other platform. Like, of course, all these other platforms have their value, but when you're somebody like me who is struggling for time, it's just nice where you have one platform where you can, check all of those boxes and maybe you don't have to worry as much about Twitter, which spoiler alert, I'm not going to worry as much about Twitter or as much about Facebook uh, this season. I thought I put a lot of time into that for maybe like that extra 10 minutes that it took me to, to post there. I don't think I got back in value. So I'm going to be focusing really hard on Instagram. That's where I'll respond to messages and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's where I'll really focus my creative energy. It's also nice just from the standpoint of formatting content, I can really focus just to format it on Instagram, which is great. So that's what I'm going to be doing. LinkedIn is sort of a, I, I wouldn't call it a wild card. And, and, and to be quite honest, if you're listening to this, if you're the type of person I think is, is listening to this, I think you fully understand the value of LinkedIn. Uh, the organic reach is, is insane right now. Uh, and the type of content that's being posted out there is very much wild, wild west type, <laughs> type content. I've likened it a lot of the time to early YouTube. So if you, and I'm not old enough to even really remember early, early YouTube, but it was just people with really crappy cameras kind of filming whatever they wanted. And the content product, like the, the, the production value was low and it wasn't good. And if you were to go back to old YouTube and look at it, you'd be like, what, like what, like this is horrible. Like what am I watching? And obviously now on YouTube, there are fully produced shows like tele, like proper television shows that are being put on YouTube. Um, and of course it still has that, uh, sort of intimate and creator independent type vibe, but they're much more produced than it was back in the early two thousands when it was just starting and people were just really running and gunning with, with flip cameras. So LinkedIn has a similar sort of vibe where people are just posting stuff like on their phone, like whatever. And it's, 
and that's 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 good for whatever and that's great but at the same time it is uh it's wild west so i think there's a similar growth uh or a similar evolution that needs to happen with LinkedIn that same to what happened on uh, YouTube and you're already seeing it, which is great. You're already seeing more produced or better produced content showing up on LinkedIn, which I think is what needs to happen in order for the platform to grow. Um, and I, I think is, is quite frankly just in, imperative for people to have success on the platform because the, the thing with YouTube was we had never seen a good internet video before YouTube came up. So when people were posting what we believe now to be really crappy YouTube videos, we were like, that was okay at the time because nobody had seen what a good internet video looks like. Nobody had seen a full scale production, high production value internet video on LinkedIn. People are trying to get away with the same thing where they're just taking a video with their phone or whatever it may be. And they're trying to fool us like that's nest. Like that is good quality content in a lot of times or a lot of situations, which of course we know now there's highly, highly capable, uh, people and, and equipment out there to produce um, really good internet-based content. So I think LinkedIn obviously has a lot of places to that where it can improve, and that was part of my rant that I'll save until next time. But nonetheless, it has a great organic reach, so I'm really excited to utilize that. And of course, it's a professionally-based platform, so there's a lot of great um, people on there that are, that are pertinent uh, and that I think might enjoy the podcast. So that is why I'll be focusing on LinkedIn as well. Um, please engage with me there because that that only helps you and it only helps me um, just with the way that Instagram's algorithm or LinkedIn's algorithm works right now. Um, it provides a lot of uh, visibility to a lot of different types of people, whether they be commenters or, or content creators or whatever it may be. So I'll be focusing there and I'm excited to do that. Uh, I hope I can see some good growth in followership on, uh, on that platform and hopefully translate those into people uh, listening, watching, I was gonna say watching, but you can only watch Instagram clips, uh, watching or listening to the podcast. So that is my goal. And quite frankly, I think that's gonna be the end of the podcast. I've almost gone for a full hour. I think at this point, nobody's listening. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that nobody is listening at this point to the podcast. And if you are, I really genuinely appreciate you. I, I really do. That's not a joke. So I want to thank you for listening. And I want to thank you for sticking with me on this ride because I've been gone like MIA for all intents and purposes for like four months and I'm back like just out of the blue and you're like, what is he doing? Like he just got a camera and now he thinks I'm gonna listen to his podcast. I don't think that, but I'd love for you to listen. So make sure to leave a five-star review on the podcast or a four-star. Honestly, like, okay, so here's the deal. If you want to say something bad, could you just DM me and not leave the review? I would appreciate that. And then maybe we can work something out in the DMs where you're like, oh, like I actually do now want to leave a five-star review. And then that way it doesn't hurt my rankings. So I would appreciate that very much so. All right, I'm going to be done. Again, nobody's listening, so it doesn't even matter. So thank you guys so much. I, man, I am still uh, unsure about who the guest is going to be next week. So I guess we're all going to figure out at some point together. I will know before you, but you will know soon enough. Thank you so much. I'm very excited for everybody that we have coming up. I'm so excited for this podcast. I'm so excited to be able to put all of my creative energy and desires into the show. I hope you enjoy everything I'm doing on Instagram, LinkedIn. Please give me some feedback. I love feedback so much. And, or just let me know like, hey, I listened to the show and I liked it. And I listened to the end where you're rambling on and maybe you could cut that out. And I will. And I will next time. But anyway, I will stop. Thank you guys so much. Take care. See you next week. And that is it for this episode. If you enjoyed, there's more to come. An interview style episode of How They're Here releases every other Wednesday. And on the other weeks, I release a show where I talk with my friends, contemporaries, or even go solo and discuss all the things happening in the Midwest entrepreneurial and creative scene. I love the new casual format of that show, and it really always seems to elicit some stimulating conversations and fantastic topics. So make sure to tune in then as well. 
In the meantime, check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook by searching How They're Here, or find me online at Tyler M. Webb to connect. If you want to hear more from us, make sure to rate and subscribe. It helps us stay in business. Thank you as always for listening, and I'll talk to you all soon. Peace.